Welcome to episode number 95 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm bringing you an interview with Carmen Stansberry, who is a WHNP and an FMP, and who is the founder of The Advanced Practice. And many of you will probably know her uh, from maybe a course that you've taken or maybe a collaboration that you've seen her do with another uh, uh, provider, NPPA, you know, in the space of private practice. Um, Carmen is, has a wealth of information and I wanted to bring her on and really showcase her as, as an example of what happens with collaboration. And she has done this many times and, um, we'll talk through, uh, in the interview about how her career has evolved, you know, over many years, whether it's been in practice, in a private practice, uh, or now really supporting the business side and, and how it all started out and it wasn't in healthcare. Uh, spoiler alert. So um, I hope you enjoy this interview and I hope it gives you a window into um, not only, again, what's out there and what's possible for each and every one of us as advanced practice nurses, but also how we can reinvent our careers and we can do it the way that we want. So um, Carmen's a great example of that. And uh, we will have all of the tags for her in the show notes if you are interested in checking out any of her services, her marketing agency, uh, or any of her courses and collaborations. So without further delay, here is interview with Carmen. It was a pleasure to speak with her and really to meet her um, because I've heard so much about her from a few of our mutual uh, connections. So, uh, so without further delay, let's get to it. And this is Carmen Stansberry. Hi, Carmen. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. Okay. Let's first start off, if you would, please, by just introduce yourself, tell people who you are and what you do, and then we're going to go, you know, hit the races from there. Yeah. So I'm Carmen. I um, am a double board certified nurse practitioner, family medicine, and women's health. I won't get too far into why I got that second board certification for the purpose of this podcast, but um I essentially started as a labor and delivery nurse um, back in the day in the in the early 2000s. That's where I spent all of my RN experience was um, taking care of women. It's just been a passion of mine. Um, and while I was um, working midnights, felt like I had kind of mastered that um, that job, that role. As I grew there, I actually started a photography business in the mid 2000s and. That is where I felt like I knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't ever have it on my radar to start a business that was nursing or medical related. It's just not what we were doing back then. You can probably concur to that. We had very yeah. traditional roles that we you know, didn't see as, as something that could grow into entrepreneurship. But anyways, I did that. And through the time from two th- about 2005 until 20. 20 actually is when my business ended. I scaled that photography business to a multi six figure business on the side as, as kind of a side hustle. But it was around 2010, 2011 that I really went all in and invested in mentorship and business training. And that's where I learned how to really uh, run a business, market a business, scale a business. Um, and I learned a lot about people during that time and, um, it just gave me a lot of skills that I could then bring into medicine. But in the meantime, I, in 2008, went to grad school, became a women's health NP, felt like I wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to practice more independently. I saw the need for it in my community. 
Um, so that's what I did. And then I worked in a traditional OBGYN practice from 2010 until 2014 is when I went back to get my FNP. Um, the reason I did that is because in our practice as OBGYN NPs, we typically will refer out our uh, primary care patients, right? We, we screen the thyroid, it's abnormal, we send them to endocrine or we send them to their primary. Uh, we check their cholesterol, we check their A1C, we're checking them and screening them, um, and then we're referring them out. And in an environment where you're working in a private practice, that's not very lucrative. And if you understand how you're earning money and how you're making money for a practice and revenue streams, you want to keep those patients in-house. Also for continuity of care, um, that we're taking care of women in, in all these ways, but we are then referring them out when one simple thing you know, goes awry. I know that there's this push with women's health NPs um, and even maybe midwives, I'm not sure if you could speak to this, but that we're supposed to be treating these primary care issues, but we just don't. It's in reality, we just don't do it. And so I wanted to get really uh, fluent and proficient in women's health care specifically with um, prevention of chronic disease. I started in 2011 in training for menopause treatment and hormone treatment. I like to say before it was trending, before it was a trendy thing to do, I actually trained under a physician in my practice that he was very into menopause. He was going all over the country training um, generalists, primary care doctors, other OBGYNs. It was the introduction of Vivel Dot and, and this concept of FDA regulated and approved uh, estrogen treatment. And so I trained under him to learn how to do uh, menopausal hormone therapy, which was really priceless experience, um, especially with the current climate. So I went into uh, then primary care, did two years there, so then I could come back into OBGYN, leverage that experience, everything I had learned, and bring that care to the women where they are at their OBGYN office and connect those dots between primary care, chronic disease, pregnancy history, high-risk pregnancy, treating hypertensive disorders, really connecting all those dots of how hormones play into our risk for chronic disease and how we can treat that in a more holistic way. And so that's what then I started sharing a lot of that um, on my Instagram page, which is Wits and Wellness. And that's where I grew my personal brand in essentially being a thought leader in hormone health for women, how under-treated and under-recognized it is, bringing a lot of awareness to that, and building that personal brand brought me more opportunity than I could have ever imagined. Um, and as I started to kind of build programs for women that were following me um, and sharing that knowledge, I realized I had nowhere to actually refer them to. You know, they, they're asking me and I can only go so far, right? I can't actually treat them. I can't actually evaluate them and provide this medical care that was so greatly needed. And that's when I pivoted um, and founded the advanced practice and actually started teaching women's health and HRT to clinicians because that's whose hands those skills really needed to be in. They don't need to be in, in maybe, you know, a health coach that's not trained like we are. Um, and they don't need to be just shared on Instagram. They need to be accessible to the women um, that need it. So that's essentially 
kind of what brought me to the advanced practice and, and kind of growing that um, clinician resource. And what sets my course apart is that I offer mentorship because that's how I learned. I feel like we can't learn in this in a silo where we're given this information, but we never had the, had this real world application of teaching, you know, clinicians how to troubleshoot, how to manage side effects, how to, um, you know, take a case that's not just your run of the mill generalist case and, and break it down. When we look at women with breast cancer, um, you know, women with a lot of cardiovascular risk, we have to, we have to look at that in a way that's collegial. What would you do? How often, when we're in a practice, you know, my practice was 12 doctors, five midwives, six NPs. When you have a, t a difficult case, you walk over and say, hey, what do you think about this? This is what I was going to do. Would you do the same thing as me? And this is how we learn by, by having that community. And then it's like, hey, whatever happened to that patient that you did this? You know what? What I did didn't really work. And I wish I would have done this. And this is how we learn. And so... That's what sets my course and education apart is I actually have the real world experience to teach it, but also that I offer that mentorship and support after you pay for the course. Um, and so then that led into me opening my own practice in 2020, um, which was a whole big experience in and of itself. And getting into it, maybe two months in, realizing that running a wellness practice is very different than a traditional healthcare practice. And, and that is where then also in mentoring other people in how to open and run a practice, um, there are a lot of different ways to do it. And a lot of different things you need to have in your arsenal and a, lot, a, a much bigger and, and varied skill set to be able to be successful at that. And so then that developed my business academy, my coaching programs, and now what is the advanced practice um, business academy for clinicians. And so we're wrapping up our first cohort um, and we filled that program. And that's about where I'm at right now. Okay. So let's oh, yeah. just, I, there's so much to, there's so much to cover there. Okay. Wait, wait. So there's the, you have the, you have the private practice that you run and what States are you licensed in? So I actually don't have that practice anymore. Oh, it is very much thriving, but I left that practice is in Minnesota. It's alive and well, I relocated for my husband's job in the middle of 2021. And so there was a transition piece and I um, let go of my equity of that, of that practice. Okay. So you yeah. had the private practice yeah. and now have moved in fully to, you have the online course. Well, how many online courses do you have? So the advanced practice has uh, four online courses thus far. My okay. course that I own and run is the women's health and HRT. I have other collaborators within the advanced practice, and that is growing very rapidly. But Jackie Gianelli, Jackie Gianelli she is a menopause certified uh, nurse practitioner. She teaches our launching libido, uh, which is our sexual health uh, course for women, sexual health. And then Jackie Piasta, she teaches the fourth trimester, which is uh, using HRT modalities for treating women in the postpartum period. Mm -hmm. um, 
which is huge. I mean, that's a huge untapped market. Again, underserved. Um, and then we also have a Botox business course, which actually was created out of the need for, um, because I had that type of business, it's more of a, if you're thinking of, of starting a med spa or you want to add the service to your existing practice, here's how you do it. Here's how I did it. And here's the business side of it. I want you to see the business before you invest hundreds of dollars in education, thousands of dollars in popping up this practice, only to find that, and this is maybe a controversial um, opinion, but Botox on its own, neurotoxins on its own is not a business model. It's just not profitable enough unless you create a diverse revenue stream um, within that business. And so that's what I teach in that course. And I made it practically free for that reason because I hear from so many NPs that feel like they're being duped, you know, sold a promise that they can just pop this practice open, it's gonna be profitable. Um, you know, you just have to take the simple course and you don't have to know anything about marketing and nothing about digital, you know, marketing online and you just pop up this practice and all the patients are gonna come. And so that's a lot of what my platform is, is empowering them to run a business in a way that is sustainable um, and having that business knowledge that we're not taught in NP school. And so quite honestly, it took a lot of what I learned scaling another business outside of health and wellness and applied it to, to healthcare. And this and is what, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, when you yeah. say the, the business, you were talking about the photography business that you originally started. Exactly. And, and grew. Okay. Yes. Cause I learned so much about people, yeah. biotypes psychology, human behavior, sales, marketing, and creating a brand, you know, really being about your brand. And that's how you can sell because, because the issue is so many people pop up the same practice. They offer the same things. There's nothing to differentiate. There's nothing yeah. fresh or coming. They don't know how to do a marketing campaign. And that's what I teach in the academy is how do you take your idea and your passions and actually monetize it without letting go of who you are, not letting go of, of why you went to school for eight years, that you can actually take all of those things and build out a business that makes sense for you. And maybe only some of that is patient care. And the rest of it is, is how you can leverage your personal brand to grow even further and how you actually do that. And so a lot of what I teach too is, is that actual care delivery model how do you actually take health and wellness and change your mindset to when you work in healthcare, people come to you with their problems. And when people try to apply that model to, to a wellness practice where they're exchanging money, they realize that it doesn't work. You know, it's difficult. Every sale is difficult. They don't know how they're actually bringing clients in and, and taking them through the customer journey because it's so, so different than how you do it in traditional healthcare. Yeah, fee-for-service model doesn't quite... Yes, you know, it's very it's a, different. Yeah. And so a lot of people are doing it differently too. There are, yeah. there are things that work and things that don't. But I know that what I'm doing through all the personal coaching that I was doing in the one-to-one, -one, I knew that my framework was effective because I used it in my own business. And then I've used it to help other people become profitable, become sustainable, and differentiate themselves from other people in the marketplace. And so that's that's where I'm at today. 
I know it's a lot. <laughs> no, I, it's amazing. It's a, it's incredible. Okay, wait, wait. So there's the four courses where you have collaborations, huh? right? And in, in the advanced practice, and then there's what else? So then I have my business academy. That is my. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, that academy. is my okay. that is my largest program. Is my business academy, and that is something that um, we are just wrapping up this cohort, and we'll be launching again. Um, I was trying to push it out to 2024. I don't know if I'm going to be able to because I have people that are ready, ready to go. Um, and then we have a. Um, we have some other things cooking. That's all I'll say. But yeah, right. All, all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. You know, um, and yeah. so we, we, our ultimate goal is to improve women's health care and empower nurse practitioners in the skill sets that they have, because a lot of what's happening is we are being utilized by digital health companies to deliver this type of care. And we're at their mercy. You know, the money is going to private equity and it's going to, pad their pockets and we are not on the boards we're not in leadership roles we don't have a lot of influence over that and I want to change that why because I think that if we're the ones that are delivering the care why don't we have a stake in the business why are we not in the leadership why do our voices not matter um you know when it's MD led and driven and private equity funded why are nurse practitioners the ones delivering the care without us without a say Fantastic question. Yeah. So we know how to develop protocols. We know how to take care of women in menopause. Um, and so many of us are doing it, right? You're doing it. I've done it. Everybody I'm coaching is is doing it. And so many of us are doing it successfully. Um, and we just want to be able to empower each other to deliver that type of care, but also create a life that we are happy with. Um, yeah. And there's, just, yeah, so much opportunity out there to do that. Yeah. I mean, this is why I run a program that's not called, it's not like called um, private practice. It's called live the good life, right? Like nurses living the good life. There's a reason for that, right? Like at the end of the day, our idea is my goal is for them to do good and do well. I mean, and, and, and those things go hand in hand and I'm done with any kind of conversations about, you know, more RVUs without a bonus and without being able to negotiate pay because the pay structure is set and it's bullshit. And, you know, like that stuff, I'm just completely over. Do you know how much money that you've helped your clients create? Do you guys track that? Yeah, I definitely track that because money matters. I mean, revenue at the end of the day is what matters. And I just know that a lot of people, they get into this model. Like I said, there are courses out there on popping up a private practice, slapping a $97 a month tag on, you know, spinning HRT out of your clinic. And it, you know, costs less than, than the bikini wax down the street, which is just like crazy to me. Um, and so when my um, people come through the academy, they we are tripling and quadrupling monthly revenue. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so and providing value, like let's not lose sight of, of we're providing value. We're changing, changing healthcare, um, and providing a service that otherwise hasn't been available. Yeah. What do you, what do you kind of attribute your success to? Like what's your, um, secret sauce, not in a, a way of like ex exposing all of your secret trade secrets, but like, what do you yeah. think makes you stand out then from 
the other business coaches or the other people who are, you know, talking about private practice? What makes your program successful? Um, I think that one thing is having a really strong foundation and just business knowledge, understanding the landscape, you know, how the money's made, how it's dispersed, where the funding is coming from. Um, and then the framework that I use focuses very heavily on the client journey. You know, how are you bringing people into your practice and what does that look like? What is your attrition rate when you, when you, when you're not focused on, on your client experience and when you do focus on it, what you're actually offering and how are you actually helping someone's wellness journey rather than just providing a menu of services. There's a huge difference. And I also am very heavily focused on digital marketing tactics and automation. And so we use a lot of automation, a lot of um, technology to deliver a level of care that our clients deserve and they're willing to pay for, but in a way that we are not constantly working and working and working and bending over backwards. Because a lot of the people that come to work with me are like, they are either not busy, they don't have anyone coming in, they don't know why, they thought I just put a sign on the door and, and people will come and I bought this course for 400 bucks and now I'm good to go. And then they have no clients. So that's one type of person I work with. Or it's someone who has priced themselves in a really good market and they're busy and they are working five times as hard as they ever did for someone else. Yeah. Because they haven't quite figured out how how do I organize my business in a way that allows me to be, to live my life? I mean, who are we really working for, right? It's for us yeah. and our families and our people. Um, and so I use this framework that focuses a lot on the client experience, automation, providing that higher level of service, having a value proposition that sets them apart, um, you know, having a niche, knowing how to find a niche, knowing what that looks like. A niche is not reading someone else's posts on Instagram and regurgitating the information. It's not what's trending. It's the clinicians who, when you are in a niche, you're actually researching that topic yourself. You're a thought leader. You're, you're coming forward with that information. And I'm sure you probably teach something similar that in order to create this diverse revenue stream, you need to be an expert in something. Um, and so, and then taking all of that, packaging it up in a way that is, for, is somewhat proprietary and the really the best clinicians that, that I come in contact with and um, what we really focus on is treatment stacking, you know, creating treatments that, um, you know, I say the advanced practice way, if someone's coming to you for acne, you're not giving them a laser treatment. You're not giving them just a skincare regimen. You need to assess their hormones. You need to look at their hormones. You need to look at their stress, their nutrition, their gut health. And then you're prescribing this very holistic plan and your practice is like something completely different than what other yeah. people are doing. Um, and the best clinicians and the most successful ones and coming through my program, that's, that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. It's like a notes to tell approach. It's like the whole, you know, thing, which I love. I think that's, you know, that's what it's a great differentiating factor for so many of us. And if you are the person who loves it, like I'm a maximizer. So that model, that's essentially the model I do. My patients come in and I'm, you know, like for my, my patients who want weight loss, you know, or they want the combo of weight loss and HRT. 
um, you know, we're not just talking about hormones. We're not just talking about semaglutide. We're talking about all the things go into it. We're talking about stress eating and emotional overeating. And we're talking about, um, insulin levels and leptin levels and ghrelin levels. And like, we're, we're doing a very comprehensive approach. And I think for, if, you know, those, for those of us who love that kind of way, and I always think back, I don't know about you, but I always think back to when I was in practice and I was a medical director. And I remember we were building a clinic and I just remember we're talking about the, you know, you call it the customer journey and, or the client experience. We're talking about it from the minute that they see our ad and the minute they pass by, you know, they're driving down the street and they see our center to the minute that they drive in and pull into the parking lot. And to the minute that they're greeted at the door and to the minute that they come up and the artwork that they see on the wall, like it is a full service, you know, kind of, um, experience. And I, I love that. And I just think about, you know, when I think about too, this podcast and what we do in terms of just, you know, interviewing people like you to bring you in and, and share not only what you do, but to be an example of what's possible. I think for those of us who think that way, who are almost somewhat obsessed with experience and this creating like, uh, you know, um, an experience for people creating your own practice is like, I mean, it's like a fucking win-win, right? Like you get to develop the service. You get to bring in all the add-ons. You get to go out and create the Amazon store that's got all the links and make sure that your website is set up so that your reading list populates and so that it automates when they come to you and they book and then they get your, like they get all the things. And I I love that model because that model speaks to my, like it just makes my heart sing. Um, But I also think that's what we're really good at. And it's a really great way to differentiate yourself from the 15 minute visit around the corner with a path test. Right. Right. Exactly. It has to be. And that's the thing. It's a completely different model. And some people may not agree with me, but if you are in wellness, if you're, if you're opening a practice and you're taking cash, you are in the service industry. Now you're not in healthcare. You are in the service industry first, service-based business. healthcare second. And so it's a whole mindset shift, right? And then, and then the other piece of, of my program is now you have all of that, how do you actually market it in a way that it converts? Because a lot of people, they're spinning their wheels and, and posting on social media, and they don't know how to actually convert in their marketing. They don't know how to talk to people. And so um, we do, the largest module in my program is marketing because it is so deep and vast and you need to understand every step of the way, the client journey, the conversion and, and how you talk to a peop- to people in a way that wants them to book with you. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. Wait. So, um, do you miss private practice? Is that something that you, you've thought about going back into? What do you think? So I actually do practice here in Marin County um, about four to six hours a week. Um, Because I am double board certified, I refuse to give up my license. I don't understand when people do that. Um, And so I have a fantastic um, MD that I work with. And so I'm able to um, stay in practice, stay relevant, keep my licensure. Um, And so I love patient care. Um, and so I still do that. And I offer then HRT, I do men and women's health. I do peptide therapy. Um, and so I'm still very active in practice. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
So in practice, you do your four to six hours and you've got the business academy, then you've got the advanced practice. Any other arms of the business that we're missing or haven't discussed? Yes, that are launching (laughs) soon. Some new ones. So and then so new. Okay. All right. Good for you. Okay. So then when you talk about your business, how many structures? Do you have one structure under for which all of your businesses are under, or are they set up into different ones? Nope. I am the sole business. One corporation, one business and all of those entities are like all those programs are under one roof. Okay. That's good. Um, all right. So, um, why, why did you go into like, I mean, I'm curious what made you go and become a WHMP and not a CNM and what, why (laughs) did you go, What I mean, I can guess. I know, I know a handful of the reasons that most people are like that. Fucking the on call life is for yeah. the fucking birds. Like exactly. wants to do that shit. I mean, yeah. I I can answer that before I even do the second part of the question. Is that I actually started the CNM program. I am an Ellen Diener by oh. trade. I spent. I mean, I love labor and delivery. I miss it terribly. Um, it was truly my passion. Um, and I was like, it's obviously the next step is to become a midwife, right? I mean, I am, I'm, I can do this job. I just have to learn yeah. a few things, right? And, yeah. uh, and then they tried to hand me the pager, and I was like, mm, you know what? Never mind. And so I pivoted into the women's health NP program, which was still a good move for me, right? Coming from labor and delivery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So then, what made you go back and do that NP program? So that was because, um, like I said, I was working in a very busy OBGYN practice. Oh I felt like, and I don't want to say I mastered it, but you know, in year three and four, you're you're seeing kind of the same stuff over and over, right? And now I'm starting to learn more about women's health and how hormones and treating menopause impact our risk for chronic disease, and how that's when our immune systems get wonky. And I was seeing all this congruency between menopause, perimenopause, and PCOS, right? Because we have a lack of of hormones, low hormones, um, which affect our immune system and our risks for chronic disease. And they put us at risk for all inflammatory diseases like heart disease, depression, anxiety, um, you know, all those things that come along with that. And so I felt like what was happening is I was seeing my patients and I was sending them off somewhere else. So I would see them and say, yes, you have a thyroid issue, but we can't manage it here because we just didn't do it. Even in this huge practice, all we did was OBGYN and women's health surgeries, which is fine. Um, Or I would see an A1C and want to treat it. And if I'm only, I've only ever worked part-time to be honest. And so I couldn't work part-time in a practice and then leave this on my colleagues that weren't ready to do it or didn't want to do it. And there were no physicians at the time that wanted to take it on and no other MPs that wanted to take it on. Um, and so I felt like I had to get this additional training and I had to get this experience to be really good at it. And so that's what I did. I went back to the George Washington University. They had a 12 month program. It was $18,000 and I just needed 500 hours of clinical care. And so I did a pizza rotation. I did, um, family practice and then internal medicine. And so I learned, you know, how to treat these patients and, I went to a partner, not a partner, but an affiliated clinic from my OBGYN clinic, a hospital system. And I worked in primary care and urgent care for two years to learn it. 
And so that's what I did. I took it, took it on and, and learned how to manage chronic conditions um, using conventional medicine. But I will say what was happening is that when I went there, the women that were seeing me in the other private practice were now seeing me in primary care because now I could do both. I couldn't see them through a pregnancy necessarily because I didn't have the same resources. But if they're coming to me for an annual in primary care and I can treat their perimenopause symptoms and I can do their IUD, they're not going back to private practice. So then what does OBGYN wants, wants those people back in their practice? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where OBGYN practices are lacking is that they don't have the primary care offerings that women need and they don't have the fluent treatment for menopause and perimenopause. Honestly. No, like, I mean, they yeah. just essentially stop treating the patient once they're, you know, yeah. done with pregnancy. I mean, yeah, is, exactly. And, yeah. and looking at those hyper, like hypertensive disorders of pregnancy and how much they affect the risk for chronic disease down the road. Yeah. And we're not, we're barely just starting to skim the surface on that one because we don't have the research, but also we just haven't, haven't done it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, that's a whole nother, <laughs> whether or not, yes, hypertensive disorders of pregnancy and inflammation and heart disease have any, you know, uh, importance. That's a whole nother conversation, I think. Um, okay. Right. So tell me, um, what then for you, what's the end game? Like, so you've got all your businesses, you've, wh- when did you start? If you can just like go back and give us a yeah. timeline. So we know the private practice was in 2020. And then, but when did you start the advanced practice and um, when did you start the business academy just to give people an an idea of what your timeline has been? If they're thinking of like, oh my gosh, I love this model. And I think this is something incredible. And I, what, you know, what could it take me to do that? So essentially I started, I created the advanced practice in the end of 2020 because I moved. It actually took me almost 12 months, just shy of two days to get my nursing license to practice in the state of California. And so I had this huge break in time of moving from Minnesota to California. Again, I moved for my husband's job and career. Um, And so obviously I had to make this difficult decision to leave this business behind that I had started. And luckily I had really um, strong partners in that business. And again, it's still, it's thriving, which is just absolutely wonderful. Um, and so I had this break in time of what am I doing with myself? And then I kind of also had this, do I really want to keep practicing? I've put a good, you know, 12 years into this. Do I really need to do this this way? And also remembering that I had started getting all this traction in my personal brand. I started educating on perimenopause and that opened this whole world for me, you know, of, of brand deals and podcast appearances and consulting. I did a ton of consulting in 2020, but that's also when in all of this education, realizing how valuable this information was that I had, right? I see a huge problem in the market. And this is what I teach in my business courses. When you see a huge hole and gaping hole in the market and a need, and you have a skill set that can meet that need, you've got yourself a business, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got something that's that's meaningful and it, it is worth something. And mm-hmm. so ha- when I'm having uh, physicians reaching out to me and call- former colleagues and people on Instagram that want to know how to do hormone therapy. And I thought, like I told you, I can't, I can only go so far educating women on Instagram that is not getting hormone therapy 
in their bodies where it needs to be. And so by empowering NPs and saying, you can do this, you can provide this care, you can be an FNP in conventional care. And if you understand how to take care of women, you can build your, your professional um, career as well. You don't even have to open a private practice. And that's what I like to talk about. I just mentioned how I used this, I saw this gaping hole in the market when I was working in traditional OBGYN in 2014. I'm working in a private practice. I know how they're making money and I know where the money's going. It's out the door because we are referring our private patients back into primary care. And if you have someone over in primary care that can take care of these women, they're not going to come back unless they're pregnant. And so I knew if I had this dual certification that I would be as an NP more valuable. And that's exactly what I did. I went back to private practice OBGYN. I used that skill set to negotiate for myself, to say, I know how valuable I am to you monetarily. So either you're going to pay me what I'm worth or I'm not going to do this, but you can see the problem. You keep referring your patients back to me in primary care. I won't send them back. So that's essentially um, why I did that. So, okay. So when, so, so 2020, you, the private practice, you open that and then the, you build the cor- the advanced practice over yeah. about a year's time while you're waiting for the license to become active in California. Yeah. I essentially created the women's health and HRT course. That's where it started. And I'm the birth of that. Okay. Yes. And I named the business, the advanced practice because it was essentially it. advancing our practice as women's health providers. We need a better right. model we need to do better. So I created that course. I launched it in the beginning of 2021 in January okay. 2021. And so and then and then you've been collaborating with these other people over the past couple of years, helping them get their courses up and running. Well, actually, I didn't la- launch my first collaboration until I think it was March or April with Jackie Gianelli of this uh, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good for you. So okay. I spent all of 2021, um, you know, teaching my course and then really honing in on my digital marketing skills, learning how to run a business like the one I'm in. And um, and what was happening during that time is all of these people reaching out, how do I start my practice? How do I run my business? I see what you're doing here. And I'm very transparent on where I make money, how I make money to the people that I coach. And so, um, this coaching business grew to the point that I had such a long waiting list that then that is why I created the Academy. I created, I really put concretely down my framework that is very proprietary to me. I know that it works. It's a proven model. Um, and now I teach other clinicians how to do it. And so that was basically, you know, born in, in 2022. Okay. Okay. All right. So what is your version of living the good life? Is it doing all the courses? Is it some, you know, some coaching, some like quiet time for building creativity? Like what's your, what's your formula? My formula is having ownership over my time. Mm-hmm. Time is money. And if I, if I have ownership over my time and I can drop and pick up and travel with my husband whenever I want to, um, 
we had our kids young. We're empty nesters. I'm not anywhere near 50. And so I've got a lot of life to live. And that's why I don't want to be tied down anywhere. And so that's me living the good life. But also I have this greater, my North Star for this business. And it always has been. And I've realized it's been my North Star from the very beginning is empowering women. And that's how my photography business was born. It, it turned into this brand of, I did a lot of brand photography and senior photography. It was very, it was a very female focused business because I love empowering women. And so now I do that in, in a way in business as well. And so improving women's healthcare in every way, because it, it needs to be better, um, but also empowering the clinicians that are delivering that care. And most of us are women doing it. And so it's something that grates at me when, when it's male led, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we can't have males involved, but who is actually delivering that care? It's us. And we're 98% women, maybe 99, I might say. Um, and so, yeah, I think living the good life is having freedom over your time and really finding that North star, you know, what do you, what is the bigger picture? What is your why, you know, why are you doing it? And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's not the pay. It's not the, the hustle, because there's a lot of hustle, you know, and there's a lot of times I'm just exhausted by it. Um, but it's following that North Star and seeing all the lives that can be impacted in both ways, you know, the pa on the patient side and on the clinician side and creating this really amazing model of care that benefits everybody. Where can people reach you if they want to find out more about your services and your products and your programs? So the advanced practice is my um, Instagram handle. And then the advanced practice.com, which is my, was formerly my courses, is now going to be a website by the end of the week. And so we have, um, on the website, we have our collaborations. We have um, an agency launching for marketing practices. And, and we have our community. So we also have a community on Facebook. It's the advanced practice, um, business and marketing for clinicians. And so that's our free community. Okay. All right. Good. Um, anything else you think that would be good for a budding entrepreneur listening to this to know? So just do it. You know more than you think you do. And mm -hmm. there are people out there doing a lot more with a lot less. Um, I think that as, as women and, and NPs, we, confidence is an issue, you know, we're used to being in the shadows, right. Of physicians. And we know more than we think we do. And, yeah. and don't be afraid to get out there and say it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. All right. You guys can hear that my dog is going crazy over somebody <laughs> that someone is in the front yard. I don't know who uh -oh. it is, but should, you know, it's it. fine. I mean, this is like the, the joy of having a dog. Okay. So, um, this was a great conversation. Thank you for coming on and, and speaking to what you've built over, you know, the past four years. Um, it's incredible. And I, it's exciting to hear, you know, another advanced practice nurse who is out there making her own way in the world and using, I love, I mean, I, we have so many on online courses and I love, I love automation and I love the evergreen, you know, nature of 
building something that where you can make money while you sleep. I just think it's like a just fucking radical thing to wake up and have an email that says you made money overnight while you were asleep. It's um, yeah. incredible. Um, so I love that you're an example. I think for so many people, probably of what's possible and that you have so many tools and services that are really in support of helping our community to get out there and do what we are fucking best at, which is to help women and to help families, to help children. And, um, and I just think it's incredible. So thank you for coming on and sharing more about what you do and, um, you know, talking through kind of your story. I love, there's so many people who come on here and who are listening, who will identify with so much of what you've said. And I think just remembering that, you know, if you are, you know, 10, if you are the person who's just sitting there thinking, I don't know how I could do all that. Like, I don't know, let's just clear the air. Did you ever have a thought? Like, I don't know. I, I, did you ever think you would be in this place 10 years ago or 15 years ago where you would be, you know, the person who owned, who had several programs and owned a business and had not only one business, but three past three businesses total in her lifetime. I mean, like, was that on your radar for what was going to happen in your life? No, it never is. And I think, yeah, I think it never is. And and the differences between those of us that do it and those of us that don't is just that. We all have it in us, right? To do it. Um, it's just whether you whether you take that first step. Yeah. You know? No. But then but I, I do think there is something infectious about once you get that entrepreneurial bug and you see the potential, you know, and, and because business is infinite right and they and things just evolve and once you actually understand business and like i said identifying a problem or a hole in the market the rest comes easy you know it's it's just developing the business from there yeah yeah well thank you so much for your time and thank you thank for coming you. on i appreciate it and everybody who's listening go look up carmen and see what you can find out and um and i wish you all the best with your upcoming launches and all of the new goodies and services that you have you know creating for people so thank you for being here i really appreciate thank it thank you so much and it's great to finally meet you face to face hey it's ann did you see that we just launched the NP Business Accelerator? It's coming to you in February in just a few short months, but this is an event that is designed to support you if you are in private practice. And I invite you to check us out, npbusinessaccelerator.com. This is for all of my NPs who are growing in private practice and they want a little bit more of the good life along with that side of private practice. So check us out. Uh, we have a live event coming up in February in Miami Beach on uh, February 2nd and third. And, uh, it would be my pleasure to meet you in person there. So check us out npbusinessaccelerator.com and, uh, look forward to seeing you in Miami on the beach.